Hey guys, I'm so, so, so very excited to bring you this next episode of Woodbury Voice. I got to sit down with my very good friend, Jamila Damiani, the owner of Made Artisan Marketplace and the Painted Bridge Coffee Shop on North Broad Street, right downtown. I want to thank Jamila so much for dealing with the technical difficulties that can sometimes arise out of producing this podcast because we were actually supposed to have her on the show quite a while ago, but the fates of my laptop wouldn't allow it. Either way, we finally got a great conversation on the books about Jamila's experience in coming to Woodbury with her family and creating a new place full of art, coffee, pups, and community. Just as a disclaimer, we recorded this episode on the top floor of the Maid Art Studio, which is a beautiful space, but it also has very high ceilings, so there's a bit of an echo from our voices that you'll hear throughout the episode. Hope you enjoy listening. All right. So I'm here with Jamila Damiani. Did I say that right? That was perfect. Nice. I've heard you say it a lot, so I try to pick up on the things that you say naturally. Awesome. <laughs> How you doing, young lady? Oh, I am very fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. I'm excited that we finally got to do this. We tried a few months ago and to no luck. Yeah. We had some technical difficulties. Your technology didn't like me. Yeah, I don't know. It was a different time. I was still a novice with this technology, so maybe that was just my own fault. Uh, I won't claim that. I'll edit that out. (laughs) So we are here at MADE, obviously one of the kind of rising places in the Woodbury development that we're seeing on Broad Street or that we hope to see on Broad Street, 65 North Broad, and this place is incredible. Thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, I don't even know what it looked like before this, but I know that you had a lot of work to do to make it look this good. If you only knew, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you can know. A little bit. If you go onto YouTube, you can see the crowdfunding campaign video Uh and still see the befores. Really? The pictures. If you uh, go to YouTube and Mm -hmm. you look up made, M-A-D-E, period, and just put comma Woodbury, New Jersey, mm-hmm. you'll find it. Interesting. Yeah. So you've got before and after shots of all the work? Walking in the space mm-hmm. before really anything took shape. Yeah. So do you know any of the history of this building? I do. Yeah. So I'm told, and so I read over and over again, mm-hmm. that this building was built in 1701 wow. by the late uh-huh. Franklin Davenport, who was the first senator of New Jersey as well as the first surrogate of New Jersey, as well as the nephew of Benjamin Franklin. So there are a a lot of history (laughs) in this building. Shove that in my face, why don't you? (laughs) Possibly some ghost, who knows? Mm. But from day one, being in the property, I've gotten nothing but good vibes. Yeah. And I mean, you can just tell the history of the place, you know, the way that it looks, you know, going back that far. A good foundation. Yeah. It's crazy. To still be up 320 years later. Yeah. So if, if people, once you come to visit the space, mm-hmm. any brick that's exposed, mm-hmm. that is the original brick. I was going to ask that because I think that right down the hall there is some and then on the first floor as well. So mm-hmm. it's all original. It's all original. 300 year old brick. Yes. You can just reach out and touch it. Touch it. That's awesome. Feels good. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, um, I'm excited to be here. I know that I've been here many, many times, and I'm sure that a lot of folks who listen to the podcast hopefully have been as well, but excited to get a new perspective from the the owner herself. So let's start off with the basics. Tell me about your connection to Woodbury. Are you originally from Woodbury? I am not Mm -hmm. originally from Woodbury. I am a Woodbury transplant. Okay. I've been a 
South Jersey girl since 12. I mm. guess I have to officially claim South Jersey. Why not? Although I do not wear any sports memorabilia or anything. <laughs> I don't no subscribe. No go birds. No subscribing <laughs> at all. Yeah. I tried. And then, I don't know, that one year, uh-huh. I was just like, I can't anymore. Yeah. My family is originally from the... Philadelphia area, more so Southwest Philadelphia, and then my mother migrated over to the Pensacola area when I was mm. 12. However, I did not go to any of the school districts because I went to a private military boarding school in central Pennsylvania from eight years old to 18. Wow. Yeah. So what was that like? That must, I mean, that's a, a rare experience for folks who are from Woodbury, I think. It was a very interesting one. Yeah. And looking back now, it's pretty much the foundation mm-hmm. of who I am. Yeah. You know, to live away from home at eight, which was mm-hmm. fourth grade, and spend majority of your time on that campus, and then every year go back for 10 years. Yeah. That's where I made a lot of my friends and built a lot of the foundation within me. We had to work really, really hard. It was just, mm-hmm. it was a difference different yeah different yeah. than this <laughs> yeah i can imagine yeah that's cool though that's, that's very interesting say. yeah it's different that's fair <laughs> that's fair so then how did you start getting involved with the city once you did get here when did that start my husband and i mm-hmm. we looked into starting a business in woodbury prior to actually purchasing a home oh, okay and one of the things which i think a lot of people look at first coming in is the plan that the city had for Broad Street Mm. and it was very 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 enticing sure especially to know that wow there's a working railway yeah and oh man once the commuter train comes it's gonna be amazing right so either way whether it's here now or here seven years from now Mm -hmm. it was very enticing and where we were living at the time in Merchantville Merchantville is only one-third the size of Woodbury. Oh. So it still has the, the small Main Street charm, but because it's only one third the size, mm-hmm. the community is much, much more close. Mm. But we loved everything about it, the historic properties, yeah. the Main Street. However, when it comes to real estate, it's all about the time, location, mm-hmm. the price. And we could not find what we wanted there. And we decided to set our sights outside and we landed in Woodbury and mm. it was just like, wow, this has everything that we want. Yeah. And we were immediately attracted yeah. first by business. Then when we came back to look for a home, we were just like, why not here? That's an interesting aspect to look at it. You know, the way that, you know, you're thinking about this place specifically in terms of like what the economic opportunity looks like. You're talking about the, the railway and the, the train station and the, the opportunity kind of economically first and a lot of people when they look at Woodbury they look at the the history or the the charm and they do look at Broad Street and I think that that is kind of a callback to some of maybe both of those things but it's interesting that most of the time I hear people automatically say oh it was Broad Street the history the charm the the nostalgia and not to say that it's a bad thing but you know it's just an interesting like you said it's different you know you come at things differently than most most people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think at the time, more than anything, I was more business-driven and business-focused. Right. And that's what landed us in Woodbury, just looking and, and scouting out different places where we could put the business. Mm-hmm. And then because we 
got to experience Woodbury and see it firsthand and go and tour some of these properties. Yeah. When we came back to it as an opportunity to live, like we did the research. Why right. not? This is really great. Yeah. So kind of. And then you did end up buying a home here. We did. So now you're stuck. I am here. You're here. You're like you we said. You're a transplant. <laughs> we are invested. We can. And that's one of that's one of the things I've always loved. I've lived in a few places in South Jersey, but I love walkability. Yeah. I love even the thought of walkability. It's great. I've, I've always known that. When I'm a senior citizen, mm-hmm. whatever age they're dictating that is nowadays, right. <laughs> I want to be able to walk everywhere. I think mm-hmm. it keeps you lively and vibrant and active. Yeah, and it does the same for the community. It does. Yeah, and so I'm, I've always been in love with walkability. Yeah, and I don't know, Woodbury just had everything for the most part. Definitely. So, and so we love walking to work. How about that? Yeah. You can walk. It's not a bad walk. In the good weather. Yeah. Delaware can feel a lot longer when it's freezing or it's raining. But (laughs) so then tell me about what your background was with business. Have you had a previous business before? I've had a previous business before. Mm -hmm. However, I think that the new term is like serial entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody who keeps getting into entrepreneurial happenings. Uh But my brain is wired for business. Mm. I've worked more so in a corporate field. It's either I've gone, I don't think there's been a middle ground. I've either worked for someone else in their small business or I've been on the corporate level and now I own my own business. But it's almost as if I wouldn't, you know, like I wouldn't turn back. Mm-hmm. Like this is, I'm always thinking in that perspective. Right. And, um, and that's yeah, got to be so different. More... Owning your own business rather than being in a, a part of a larger organization or, or working for someone else who's kind of making the, the, the big decisions. You know, what's that been like for you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, first and foremost, uh-huh. it's great working for other people. Everything is not for everybody. That is the way that it is. Everybody's not cut out for corporate. Everybody's Mm -hmm. not cut out for small business ownership or entrepreneurship. That's a word. Uh Okay. So I just want to make that clear. So I don't frown or look down on anyone. But when I've worked for these people, whether it was in small business or corporate, it's just, to me, it's so admirable Mm. to see someone out there giving everything because this was a vision. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, every day you're you're just trying to make a living and you're you're doing it and you, and you're giving something like whatever this vision was. Mm-hmm. Obviously it started in your brain or it's like, oh, I feel for this and it's right. in your heart and now it's like I'm pushing this out there and I'm giving it to someone else cuz I think this is great. Mm. And every day you're working towards that vision. And you're producing an income to just live. America was kind of like founded in that small business ownership. Right. It's just it's an admirable thing yeah. to see people do that over and over and over again. So for any situation I've ever been in, I just looked at these people and learned from them as much as I could. Yeah. My heart bleeds for yeah. small business ownership. Good. For anyone yeah. trying to do something Mine positive. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got the Shop Local campaign that Woodbury does, and you've got Small Business Saturday right after Black Friday, which we just had. We stopped by here, which we loved. We got to bring our pups. Yeah. I think that that's a great thing. We don't have that, and, you know, that, that this is the, the only place I can think of that's pet-friendly. You know, Painted Bridges is pet-friendly. Yes. Which is great. 
And it's the only place I know of that has that attractive quality to it. I will say the pet friendly aspect of it is mm-hmm. very selfish because <laughs> is it for your own yes for your own pups i would love to have dogs yeah um, oh do you not have dogs no oh no i would love to have dogs i would love to have cats but mm-hmm. we're almost 50 percent of us in the home are allergic to cats oh no so i love them but not enough to get a shot so <laughs> there you go that's number one and number two it's like right. i really want a dog but i'm not a dog person right. and i got toddlers right now so i'm yeah. still changing diapers right so when you guys come in with your dogs that's your I just fix. love on them yeah that's it's your, my fix and you did i remember <laughs> i was like you i think we so we brought in sadie and cooper you seemed busy but all of a sudden as soon as you saw the dogs you just stopped and like turned and i, I was like She's spending a lot of time with these dogs. I, <laughs> I don't want to walk them. I don't want to pick yeah. the bathroom. I just want to pet your just dog and give them back to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like grandkids. Yeah. Let's make it, it happen. Um, so then talk to me about how this all started, what that process was like. I'm sure that there are a ton of people who have the same mindset. They look at Woodbury. They see the economic potential. They want to start their business. They want to push that vision forward. What does that process look like? And, or at least what was it like for you to kind of start working with the city, working with code enforcement, you know, figuring out the renovations? Well, I will say this, and I'll try to make it brief because I can go on. <laughs> on a, a small business level or a small business ownership in general, it sounds so silly and you read about it all the time, but it did start with a business plan. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. you can think of something all you want Mm -hmm. people have businesses all the time they open it because they have a passion for it and then they get stuck I legitimately did a business plan and that business plan changed and it kept changing because Mm -hmm. it has to change it is smart to always re-evaluate where you are in your business what's working, what's not working and you start somewhere and eventually things will shift Um, So no matter what. So I started with a vision. I did that business plan, Mm -hmm. kept doing it, and I still do it. Right. And from there, it's real. Again, you read about it in the internet, but it's real. Mm -hmm. Someone makes an investment in you. It's primarily family or friends first. Right. And that was my mom. She made an Mm -hmm. investment in me uh, as a gift. And when I couldn't have what I wanted, I thought back to my business plan and I said, all right, this is not enough money. This gift I have is not enough money. How do I move this passion forward? And then my plan was a pop-up. Mm. And that's kind of where it started. Once we honed in on Woodbury and I did the pop-up and mm-hmm. felt the community and said, wow, this is like this is such a good feeling. This is a welcoming community. And I think I want to stay. And that's just you know one aspect of it. But moving forward, forward. You know, when we got past the point of staying, and to the point of expanding, again, this was another re-evaluation right. of where your business was. I said, you know, this original vision, where I am right now is a pop-up. Mm-hmm. This is not what I want. I know what I want. It's in my business plan. I just need to go. Mm-hmm. I need to do it because where I am and what I'm doing right now is not sustainable, mm-hmm. especially where I am because I had to recognize what the economic climate was. In Woodbury. And you had that smaller shop on South Broad when you right. first opened up. And so when I put the good foot forward mm-hmm. to look for properties, additional properties, I specifically wanted to stay in Woodbury. Mm-hmm. And that was a big challenge mm-hmm. as I looked at every single property. 
um, on Broad Street because I wanted to be on Broad Street. But I saw the property four years ago, mm -hmm. sitting here, and it was for sale. And then all of a sudden the sign changed, it was for lease. Mm. And I said, what is happening? Yeah. So immediately, you know, I pursued it and it everything really seemed very serendipitous. It usually does. So. It was <laughs> it was fast paced. Right. It was I showed the passion for it. I gave the owner everything that he wanted to trust me with his property and he worked with me to custom fit the space to what we wanted. Because we're the first business in this property. Whew, I think anywhere between twenty five to thirty years now. Wow. So I'm being told. When it came to the the renovation aspect of it mm -hmm. and working with the city, mm -hmm. honestly, my side of things, it was very pleasant. Mm -hmm. And I say that in regards to I have never seen or really experienced so many people in your corner mm. to the point like everyone's excited about what's happening. They want to see you move forward. It's not just a good move for you, mm -hmm. per se. And I say you as in me, selfishly. Right. It's a good move for the city. Yeah. It was a very pleasant experience. And I'm still having a very pleasant experience. Because if I have a question, people are willing to answer it. Right. I don't think anyone is um, skirting around certain you know, answers to questions that mm -hmm. I may have. They're not dodging you on the street or They're anything. They're not dodging me at all. <laughs> it's like, oh, here she comes, here she comes. <laughs> right. I did have to work not just with the city, though, but mm -hmm. I did stand side by side with the owner of the building. And, you know, when it came to inspections, whether it was with the city or with West Effort, because right. they oversee our construction. Right. And that was interesting. I'll leave it at that. I'm sure for anyone doing construction in the city, they could coin it as interesting at the very least. That was very interesting. Yeah. But it got done. Right. right. And now you have this beautiful place that people love to come to. And that process overall, I'm sure that there were other interesting aspects. Are there aspects of the process that you would at least warn folks about or, or you know, make sure that you have your P's and Q's in line when it comes to this or that? Hmm, that's a good question. Not to say that I'm opening a business, but if I was to think about it, I would want some guidance and, you know, you've got tons of experience in going through that process. See, it's so funny because if we were having like a normal everyday conversation, I think there would be so much spilling out of me <laughs> because I'm unprovoked and I'm right. going for it. Uh -huh. Again, this is going to sound really, really silly because when you read about it way too much on the internet, you're like, whatever, walk, mm -hmm. walk. But, I mean, for any business owner, you really do need a business plan. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do it. Put the work in. Yeah. Going backwards a little bit, I like to liken a business plan to talking out loud. Mm. Sometimes you think of these things, you brainstorm, you're talking to yourself. Sometimes you have arguments with yourself or with right. someone else mm -hmm. in your head and it seems logical <laughs> until you start talking to somebody else about it. Mm -hmm. And that's, you're like, hold on, I sound real stupid <laughs> or I sound petty or this right. isn't realistic. So a business plan is like that. It's taking that argument or taking that conversation out of your head, putting it on paper and really forcing yourself to ask those, answer those questions that you have right. in regards to moving forward. How are you going to do it? Where are you going to be in two years? Where are you mm -hmm. going to be in five years? Mm -hmm. How are you going to get there? Where's the money coming from? Mm -hmm. 
uh, if you need to close, how do you do it? What are you doing? Right. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Who's your target audience? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just because you have a passion doesn't mean that you should open a business. Because yeah. everyone's also not business mindset. Right. You know, or afraid to make the tough decision. So mm-hmm. that would be... Just really take the time, think it through. I stand out. on it. Yeah. I stand on that wholeheartedly. Hmm. And it's a lot of work. Yeah. And aside from that, you really need reserves. You need financial reserves. Mm-hmm. Um, because you will find yourself in tricky situations and we had our, our own amount of tricky situations getting in here right. when it came to unforeseen expenses that we, we didn't think would happen. You know, that helps to deplete the bank account before you open the door. You're okay. like, hold on, I got to pay for that? You know, <laughs> and that could be in licenses. Mm. It can be in permits. Right. Whatever right. it is. Yeah. I could imagine that alone, but thinking about the renovations that you had as well. And I'm no expert by any means, but I watch a lot of HGTV. (laughs) (laughs) Those expenses, you know, you open one wall and all of a sudden you're paying an extra $1,300 there or $3,000 here. Even when we renovated our home, you know, Mm -hmm. we, our home was built in the fifties. We walked into it, not thinking that there was much to do. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, we're, we're almost close to a year and we're realizing like, Oh, we probably should have done that. Or if we if we do that, that's going to be like the only thing we can do this year because that's the only thing we can afford. Yeah. What were the renovations like for this place? Because I mean, it looks incredible, but I know that there's always a cost to looking good. Let me tell you how blessed mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. I didn't pay for the renovations. No. The owner paid really? for the renovations. Wow. I mean, imagine being me and coming into a situation where this person is saying, I'm renovating this building. He's going to renovate it no matter what. Right. So he already got into this situation. Knowing that this was Knowing that it was going to be renovated. The blessing comes when it's you are the business that's coming in here. Right. What do you want? What do you want? And it's like, wow. You're willing to work with me? Yeah. You know, and when I call it a blessing, it is a blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't care where you think it's coming from. Right, The universe or God. Uh (laughs) Your God, my God, Uh whatever. But it's a blessing because even in commercial properties, when you go into it, you have to make changes. And typically that costs a lot coming out of your pocket. Yeah. So the renovations were cared for. They were Mm -hmm. fine. There were wow. some added expenses that we didn't foresee coming in mm-hmm. because we were like, hold on, we got to pay for what? Oh, I thought you were doing it. No, right. oh, oh, that's us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, did it save us a pretty penny? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Wow. That's so incredible. It is incredible. And that's why I'm like, a lot of things were very serendipitous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that kept right. pushing to saying, okay, this is a good thing. This is going to happen. So then you've got this person who's willing to invest in your vision. Tell me about it. Tell me about MADE. You know, what I think of it's part arts, it's part community, it's part coffee, it's part pups. Like, it's, it's, part pups. it's got everything that you want. Tell yeah. me about where this vision started and where we are now with it. This is going to be a really weird start. Mm-hmm. My degree is in theater education. My first love for just the arts in general is in music. I've sung professionally for, my gosh, the longest thing I've ever done for about 10 years now, okay. on and off. But my first love has always been music and, you know, then gravitating into the arts. Mm-hmm. And this one corporate position that I ended up in, it was very, very, very inspiring. And it was almost as if taking my love for music and the arts 
and a corporate aspect of it and meshing those worlds together. Mm. So when MADE happened, um, I was more so out of my corporate environment and I was like, I'm done with this. Right. And started to really dive back into the arts. And I started thinking about how, how many craft shows <laughs> I wanted to hit up. <laughs> and I know this sounds silly, no, but yeah. as a crafter, right, it's right. like, how many craft shows do I want to hit up this year? Hmm. And then, oh man, but I, I'm about to have a baby. Yeah. And this is difficult. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to schlep all my stuff, you uh-huh, know, to right. here, there, and everywhere. And that's the word we use, schlep, because the schlep is real uh-huh. <laughs> from craft show to craft show. Yeah. And so I came up with this concept. I said, you know, what if we just helped each other? Mm-hmm. What if we just had a core group? of people you show up at that event with all of our stuff Mm. and you sell you know our products and you sell those products Hmm. and then i can go and hit this event at the same time and do the same thing right we just have to be accountable Mm -hmm. for each other's money properly and we have to trust each other Mm -hmm. and essentially if anyone understands the concept of a co-op right a co-op is pretty much designed to have a group of members who are who have the same interest right. in something and they kind of join forces mm-hmm. and those forces allow them to get more right to do something bigger do something much bigger that you right. can't do alone right and so it kind of all bred from that place I'm trying to tell this story without telling like the business I was working for <laughs> but the business that I was working for started out as a co-op Okay. And again, that's very admirable. Yeah. It's like, wow, you knew what you wanted. Here was your vision. You partnered up with all these people to get it. And wow, look at you guys now. Yeah. 200 stores later. It is an incredible story. And it's like, why can't we do that with the arts? We can. Yeah. So that's basically what the the foundation of of this place is. Yes. Co-opting arts. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Well, tell me about some of the art mainly that you highlight. We're sitting in... Furniture is, is all around us at this point. You know, you've got jewelry downstairs, and I saw the artisan chocolate, you know. <laughs> so we have everything here yeah. that we can possibly have for the most part. So we're in Woodbury, right? Woodbury's right. in New Jersey. It is. Last time I checked, it was. Our tri-state area uh-huh. is New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. Mm-hmm. We specifically support our tri-state area. Okay. I think it's very easy Mm-hmm. to purchase products from California, mm-hmm. India, yeah. Africa, mm-hmm. all those places, Canada. Right. And I say easy as in they're really available and there's a lot of boutiques mm. doing that. And at the same time, as an artist, as a small guy, you're like, how can I get my, my work in that boutique? You're competing hard with products from all over the globe. Right. Why can't we have a space where we are specifically honing in on this tri-state area, giving the regional artists right. an opportunity to sell their work in a quality space that yeah. gives them the support that they need right. to make it to the next step. Mm-hmm. With the artists here, I feel like I have a few different types of artists, right. but you know, we're, we're kind of like an incubator as well. So all the artists here, you know, I could get a novice artist who's looking to start out, but they need the support. Right. You know, I have artists who they're kind of at the end of the crafting 
situation. And he said, I don't want to do that anymore. I want a store, but you can't afford your own store. So mm -hmm. you're kind of investing in this space as well. Right. Well, you don't yeah. just sell products here, right? I'm, you sell experiences. Well, we do sell experience. It's like the arts experience. Yeah. And I mean, it's a giant ecosystem for artists. Yeah. You could be an artist here teaching, mm. or you could be an artist here selling mm -hmm. your work, or you can be an artist here creating. Those are three things. Yeah. Or you can do it all together. Right. So we have artists and residents here right now who come um, when they want mm -hmm. to create their work and then they display their work downstairs and they sell their work mm -hmm. and they teach classes. So that's three streams of income, which is awesome. Yeah. If you're not a teaching artist and you're just a selling artist, we, we have the space for you to teach. And it, the list keeps going on and on and on. Yeah. We're open to having a selection of products of whoever wants to be here, pretty right. much. Yeah. Ashley and I just did a workshop in watercolor painting, yes. which was awesome. You're very talented. Well, thank you. I, that's <laughs> nice of you to say, but I think Ashley's probably turned out nicer than mine. But we both we put both of them up on the fridge and we walk yeah. by them every day. They're very nice. But that was a cool thing. You know, there's tons of things like that all over the city. The library has workshops like that, and mm -hmm. I think that it's a really important outlet for folks to be able to get to know their city a little bit more and to mm -hmm. figure out some of the skills that they might not know that they have. You know, just putting yourself out there. But you need the space to be able to say, all right, I'm willing to go and try that out and see what happens. Maybe right. I will paint a nice tree. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I probably didn't paint as much of a nice tree. Oh my goodness. You were circling around and it was, I had to, I had to bring up my A game. It was uh, great. <laughs> Everybody did an amazing job, yeah. but you're like quietly talented. Well, I do, I have been doing art for a while. I've, I've been teaching myself piano since I was 12. Um, oh, for I, a while. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I've been drawing since I was like eight or nine. So art is, is, is close to me as well. Okay. But then we also have the adjacent shop. You've mm -hmm. got a coffee shop, the Painted Bridge. Oh, we do. Yes. <laughs> Did you forget? You just remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, I want to highlight the name. Okay. Talk to me about, I think I know why it's called the Painted Bridge. And for those who are local and understand Woodbury a little bit. The Painted Bridge obviously being connected to the Hunter Street Bridge right up the street. You're absolutely correct. Yes. Point for me. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I got to add that sound effect <laughs> for later. 200. Right across the street from where we are is Hunter Street. Mm -hmm. If you were to go up a few blocks, you would see this beautifully painted bridge that arches over the, the railroad tracks. Yeah. Uh, do you know any, any of the history about that, that bridge or what was the, the inspiration for that? All right, so let's start off by saying this. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to come up with a name for a business mm -hmm. or even a coffee shop, mm -hmm. me and my husband have a tendency to uh, come up with the worst of the worst because <laughs> we're so punny. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So we came up with some really bad ones I'm sure, yeah. that I will not share. That's fine. But they're, they're great. Not on the air. I will not share. <laughs> but um, he came up with one and it, it just sat at the top of the list and it was the Painted Bridge. Okay. So I have to give him 100% credit for this. Right. Um, and when he did that, he was talking about the connection, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. You were bridge connected. Yeah, sure. uh -huh. You see what I'm saying? Well, this yeah. is what happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> we might edit that out. We might not. <laughs> he came up with the connection of the bridge and the artistry on the bridge and how it happened mm -hmm. with the location. And it was very close to the Painted Bride, which was also <laughs> an arts uh, place in Philly. So right. we get that. You know, if you're from outside of the area or if you've been to the Painted Bride, there is that confusion there. However, mm. 
will be more than happy to educate you on the history of the bridge uh-huh. and correct you. Yeah. <laughs> but the painted bridge, it is very inspirational. Yeah. You know, from the moment we moved here and starting the business, made 1.0, we like to call it, mm-hmm. um, we were introduced to the memory and the spirit of Narcissa Weatherby. Yeah. Who played an intricate role in some of the arts in Woodbury. Mm-hmm. So we were introduced to the bridge that way. You know, some folks know, some folks do not know, but Doris Rogers, who is still alive and well, mm-hmm. living in the Woodbury yeah. community, contributed to the painting of that bridge as well. Oh, I didn't know. And see? Yeah. No, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. She's, I mean, I love Doris. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so, yeah, Doris and Narcissa, and there was one more friend, mm-hmm. and there were children of the community. Mm. Now, the great part about this bridge, and it's the renegade in me, is that <laughs> nobody asked for permission. Right. Just right, like artists. Right. We're going to do what we do. Yeah. And the bridge was ugly, and they decided <laughs> this is going to happen. This is the story we have. Yeah. So, sorry, public, if it is slightly <laughs> uh-huh. incorrect or you want to add Different, more to yeah. it. But, yeah, the aspect of these artists that contributed to this bridge and this community and what they meant and still mean to the community was a a big deal and a big happening Mm. and our location was just great for that and we're an arts ecosystem and hub so why wouldn't we celebrate it yeah so we're celebrating it that's awesome i love it so we're wrapping up i want to make sure that we can highlight some of the the many things that are always going on here at made tell me about some upcoming things that you want the uh the folks to know about that we should keep an eye out for i'll start by saying this Expect something to happen every month. Love it. Almost every weekend, every month. Nice. I'm a firm believer that everything isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. So you will always see a variety of events. Whether it's learning workshop, classes, one-on-one, crafting, just get-togethers, you will see it all. Mm. So we have a full schedule. Mm. Right now we're in January 25th. We're talking cars and coffee for you cars lovers. Oh, nice. It might rain, but we don't care. Yeah. I hear car heads love to come out and still look at cars. Yeah, why not? So, you know, we we have events lined up from January 25th down to February 28th. We're already into March and April. Nice. Uh, we have a very popular, so far I started off very popular, Mystery Life Sketch Night with Lauren Dan. Oh. Which the model will change every time interesting you do not have to be experienced to come out be a novice but the point is you're coming out to sketch amongst friends peers strangers and you don't know what you're sketching i love it so it's fun nice uh we have that coming up that's february 22nd we've got a cookie date night with jersey sweets she's local where you can decorate your own cookies and learn those techniques love it we've got so much coming up speed dating that's Do you happening. have speed dating? Wow. Did you not see speed I did dating? not. I have to check the schedule for this month. We've got speed dating February 7th and 8th. Nice. Which the first night, it's him, her. The second night, it's him, him, her, her. Okay. Or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be fun. The pop-up is coming. We're offering more mm-hmm. artists to come in and pop up for Valentine's Day so you can get that intentional gift. Yeah. I know I'm all over the place with our schedule. But no, it's fine. You guys can always check out our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And we'll make sure that we take a picture of it, snap it up on Instagram as well, and get the yes. full list. Yes, Instagram or our Facebook page yeah. and our website is going to launch in a matter of days. So nice. that is our 
next phase and you'll be able to see all of our events and our products on there oh cool all the products get the whole thing all the whole thing i love it but you still need to come to well absolutely you can't get it just from online no really quickly what is something that you would want to just share with the folks listening as just kind of a closing thought a closing thought Mm -hmm. thank you honestly that that is the first thing that comes to mind i am so grateful to to be able to do this i'm so grateful to our community i'm so grateful to the business partners that we partnered up with in order to do this yeah it's just a cool experience i'm having so much fun i'm having so much stress (laughs) (laughs) you can't have both without you you can't have one without the other without the other but it's great and i'm happy i'm feeling very fulfilled in the friendships and the partnerships that we that we make and to the community that we have and the more people that we meet and we just really love it here so nice that's all i can say awesome i'm grateful that's a great closing thought yeah oh yay all right (laughs) well thank you so much again for letting me steal a little bit of your afternoon and and to highlight such an amazing part of our city thank you all right Thank you so much again to Jamila for chatting with me about her incredible work downtown and the beauty of our city. Make sure that you follow along with all of the great events and programs constantly going on at MADE through their Instagram at MADE underscore artisan underscore MKTPLC and their Facebook page MADE.artisanmarketplace. You'll definitely be seeing me there next month for that mystery sketch night, and I'm sure at a bunch of other random times for my regular caffeine fix. It's really important to draw on experiences of the people in the town when doing a podcast like this and just learning about the history of the Maid Building, the contributions of loved ones, and the vision for creating a more beautiful city is really inspirational, and it's a cornerstone of what makes Woodbury's voice so unique. Talk soon.